Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Rapid Fire on this Tuesday, August 3rd. My name is Savannah Hernandez, your host, with you guys for probably the next hour as we delve into the complete insanity, like I always like to say at the start of this show, that America is delving into. The title of tonight's episode is New York City is officially requiring vaccine passports. We're going to be jumping into that. We're going to be talking about how mask mandates are back in several states, how bad international lockdown is getting in Australia, in Germany. Germany, what's been going on in various uh, other countries. We're going to be talking about the Delta variant and how I feel like it's a huge distraction. And I don't even want to talk about the statistics behind it anymore either. And finally, or actually, we're going to be starting off with a story today because I was traveling all weekend. I went to Florida and, you know, I keep hearing this concept that Texas and Florida are free. They're beautiful. You know, people love to say, I love living in Florida. I love living in a free state. Florida's not free. So, I'm going to open up with a story time for you guys today because I was traveling in Florida. I was in the Tampa airport today and I want to explain my experience to you guys. And I hate traveling now. I hate going to the airport because it is so dehumanizing and I get so tired of people shooting daggers at me with their eyes and making me feel like I'm a terrorist for not wearing a face mask because I'm not sick. So let me explain the situation for you guys. So I'm going out of Tampa. I get there and I'm told by several people that in Tampa, they have previously threatened to arrest others who have not worn a face mask, that they're very strict, that they will fine you, that they will kick you out of the airport. And I'm hearing this over the intercom the entire time that I'm there. And I constantly am telling you guys, you know, we need to be living in active revolt of the government, not in any violent way, but in a, I'm not going to wear a face mask in the airport type of way. And for the first time, since the start of lockdown, because you guys know that I report and I travel a lot. I've been to Denver, DC, Portland, uh, all over the country. And at every single one of these airports, I've never, ever felt like I was going to get arrested for not wearing a face mask, but I did at Tampa. And so today was the first time where I actually wanted to put the face mask on because I did feel immense societal pressure to do so. And I want to talk to you guys about this because I know that a lot of you feel this exact same way too. And I'm just like you, and I just want you to know that I don't want to get kicked off of my flight. I don't want to get kicked out of an airport. I don't want to be fined. I don't want to be arrested. There was was a bunch of nightmares going on in regards to Spirit Airlines and American this past weekend. People were waiting on flights on the tarmac for 12 hours. They were getting stranded because of bad storms. It was storming where I was in Tampa, and I was like, you know what? I just want to go home. I have to be at work tomorrow. I have other people who are dependent on me. I just want to be back home. If I have to drive back home from Florida to Texas, that's not going to be a fun time. But I realized that if I put the face mask on, I would be a huge hypocrite to everything that I espouse to you guys every single day. But I do want to explain the situation to you guys. So I get into Tampa. I immediately walk in and this woman goes, where's your face mask? And I go, well, I don't have one. And she goes, okay, well, go ask for one up front because they're very strict here. We're very, very strict. We'll find you or we'll kick you out. And I say, okay. So what I usually do at airports is... I wait until someone tells me to put a face mask on. And usually that's at TSA. I'll put it on. As soon as I walk away, I'll take it off. And then I don't wear it throughout the airport. And then I put it back on to get on the the, the plane, of course. And then usually I kind of like take it back off. And that's what I do to kind of get through those, those security checkpoints. And I get really triggered because when I'm walking through airports, I see a lot of times that people will just wear the face mask in the airport. And I'm like, what are you guys doing? Why, why are we still doing this? So I get into Tampa, I make it past TSA, immediately take my face mask off. I go to my gate and I sit down. This woman next to me 
scoots her chair over, ends up getting up and leaving. And then I hear over the intercom, if you're not wearing a face mask, you will get fined or you will be threatened with removal. And then I hear a man behind me say this, this, this person right here. And I just go, okay, that's how it is in Tampa. That's how we are in Florida and allegedly free state. All right. So I'm doing my makeup at this point. Cause I'm like, okay, I got to go, go to work later. And so I end up going to the bathroom to finish it up. And then I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just put the face mask on because as I'm going into the bathroom, there's a male airport like employee just standing in front of the women's restroom. And I'm like, oh gosh. And then when I walk into the restroom, I pass an airport security guard. And I'm like, you know what? I feel like they're waiting for me out there. And as soon as I come out without my mask on, I'm going to get kicked out. But then I realized and I made the, the decision to keep the mask off because I felt the fear, but I did it anyway, because I understand that this is the same fear that many Americans feel every single day. They don't want to get fired from their jobs for not getting vaccinated. They don't want to get kicked off of their flight. They don't want to get kicked out of airports. And I said, you know what? This is what the average American feels. So we're going to have to push through it. So I walk out of the bathroom and guess what? Nobody's there waiting for me. I go to the store and I buy a water bottle. Nobody tells me to put a face mask on. I go and I sit down next to the pilot who, of my flight and I do a live stream on my Instagram talking about how ridiculous all these fa- face masks are. No one says anything to me. It was all in my own head. And so I call my mom and I told her I was going to roast her today. So here it is, mom. I'm sorry I have to do it to you. I call my mom and she goes, well, what are you going to do if they kick you out? And I say, you know what, mom? That question in itself is a result of the conditioning and psychological manipulation that every single American has been under for the past year and a half. Why are you asking me that right now? Because guess what? By that same mentality, what if? Why should I get on this plane right now? What if it explodes and crashes midair and I die? What if it happens? What maybe I shouldn't get on the plane because what if I die? Same exact mentality with taking your face mask off in the air in the um the airport. What if I get kicked out? What if I get arrested? What if I get fined? And that's the message I want to get across to everybody. The the average airport is not going to find you. They're not going to arrest you. They're not even going to say anything to you. When again, I tell you, I was sitting next to the pilot of my plane. I passed several security guards of the airport and several employees. Nobody said anything to me, but people have been so mentally conditioned to keep their face mask on that. And they're so scared of the what if that they refuse to take it off instead of, you know, fighting for their right to breathe freely. So to my mother who asked me, what are you going to do if they kick you out. Mom, what if, what are you going to do if I died in a plane crash? We can't live in what ifs because if we continue to live this way, we will never, ever, ever live life normally ever again. I love you, Ma, but I told you I was going to roast you. She was waiting for it all day. I love her very much. And honestly, where do you guys you know, think I learned to roast people? From my mother. So there you guys go. I have to call her out on that because... I'm sure many of us are asking, you know, our friends and family the same exact thing. Well, what if I get arrested? What if I get fined? What if you don't? What if you what if you just breathe freely for the next hour? What if you don't get arrested? What if you don't get fined? What if you inspire somebody else to take their face mask on? What about that? But nobody wants to think that way. Everyone is living in fear and I'm so freaking tired of it. Okay, you get fined. Okay, you get kicked out. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be easy. But would you rather that happen now or would you rather be living in Cuba in a couple of years? Because that's where America is headed towards. So I get triggered every time I go to 
an airport because it's so dehumanizing to have people shooting daggers at me and looking at me like I'm a freaking terrorist for not wearing a face mask. No, the people who are still wearing face masks are the problem in this country. And the people who refuse to stand up for their rights and breathe freely they are the problem, not me for wanting to breathe, not me for not wearing, not wanting to wear a face mask, not you for wanting to have your children unmasked. Okay. So I wanted to start off the show with that story because I'm so tired of seeing people in damn face masks. And I want you guys to know as well that I actually live out what I tell to all of you. And I also feel the same exact fears. And don't want to deal with the same exact things that you guys don't want to deal with. You think I want to get kicked off my flight? You think I want to get fined? You think I want to get arrested? No, I don't. But this is how we have to live. Feel the fear. Do it anyway. Keep pushing forward. Keep pushing back. Okay? So that is my story. And, um, you know, I, I saw this tweet as well. This is from Nicole McAfee on Twitter, who has her pronouns in her damn Twitter name. She, they. What the hell is a she, they? I don't know. And she takes a picture of her passenger on American Airlines, tags American Airlines and says, really love it when my fellow passengers won't wear a mask. It's unfair to ask flight crews to enforce this. And it's also unfair for all the rest of us to be exposed when it isn't enforced. Okay, she, they, Nicole, honestly, if you're that freaking scared, stay home and don't ever leave your house again. Because guess what? You probably have the same chance of dying from COVID as you do that plane crashing and killing you. But I, I see you on the plane. How come you're not scared of dying from that? I, I don't know. It's, it's baffling to me, everybody. It's freaking baffling to me. And once again, I'm heated. I'm going to try not to get too hyped up. But I am pissed off. Why? Because as the title of this show clearly states, New York City is now mandating proof of vaccination for many indoor settings. Mayor Bill de Blasio came out and said this today, that New York City is mandating proof of COVID-19 vaccination to enter certain indoor businesses, including all indoor restaurants, entertainment venues, and gyms. He says it's time for people to see vaccination as necessary to living a good and full and healthy life. This is crucial because we know that this will encourage a lot more vaccination. Okay, Bill de Blasio, I like the choice of words you use there. I don't know if I would have said encourage so much as forced, but okay. He says the program, which he has dubbed the key to New York City pass, and I think also uh, some are calling it the Excelsior pass now, they're going to be using an app, very China-esque of us here in the U.S. Um, they're the first major U.S. city to create such a mandate, and it marks a significant escalation, of course, of America's effort to curb recent upticks in COVID-19 cases. So we officially now have vaccine passports, mandated vaccine passports in America, we also have uh, Governor Cuomo of New York coming forward. He said this yesterday. He's asking private businesses to require proof of vaccination for admission. Now, he was in the news today because um, uh, apparently he was sexually harassing a lot of his staff members. And I'm not even going to talk about that story today because, okay, that broke months ago. It's not news. Why is anybody surprised about it? We know that the Cuomos are creeps, Andrew Cuomo specifically. Is he going to be held accountable for this? Well, let's go ahead and look at how he handled COVID in regards to killing tens of thousands of elderly New Yorkers. 
Did he face any consequences for that? No, absolutely not. So what makes you think he's going to face any consequence for this? You know, the White House came forward today and completely dis- disowned Andrew Cuomo. Pelosi called for him to resign. The Biden administration is, uh, you know, trying to distance themselves, but he's not going to face any consequences. I really don't foresee that happening because these people never face consequences. Now, on top of the mandatory vaccine passports that are going to slowly make their way through America, but starting off with liberal New York City. I always wanted to go visit New York City, but I guess that's something that's never going to happen ever again, ever a freaking again. Absolutely sad. So while that is happening, let's take a look at what's happening to your average American right now because of all of these ridiculous mandates. This comes from Chris on Twitter, who says, had a seizure yesterday. Try to schedule an appointment with a neurologist. Was told by a doctor I can't be a new patient unless I've been fully vaccinated. And again, too, um, in regards to this tweet, how do we know he hasn't been vaccinated? He just doesn't hasn't gotten like a double vaccination yet, which would count as a full vaccination. I don't know who's to say. So this man had a seizure. He can't go to the doctor. What else? We also have the drummer of Offspring who has been let go because he couldn't get vaccinated because his doctor advised him not to for underlying conditions. Let's go ahead and read into this thread. His name is Pete Parada. He says, I've got some unfortunate and difficult news to share. I know many of my close friends and family would have preferred to hear this privately first, and I apologize for the public nature nature of my disclosure, but I don't know how to have this conversation multiple, multiple times. Given my personal medical history and the side effect profile of these jabs, my doctor has advised me not to get the shot at this time. I caught the virus over a year ago and it was mild for me, so I'm confident I'd be able to handle it again. But I'm not so certain I'd survive another post-vaccination round of Julian Barre syndrome, which date backs to my childhood and has evolved to be progressively worse over my lifetime. Unfortunately for me and my family who was hoping to keep me around a bit longer, the risks far outweigh the benefits. Since I'm unable to comply with what is increasingly becoming an industry mandate, it has been recently decided that I am unsafe to be around in the studio and on tour. I mention this because you won't be seeing me at these upcoming shows. I also wanted to share my story so that anyone else experiencing the agony and isolation of getting left behind right now knows they're not entirely alone. So that is what these vaccine mandates are doing to people. Some people can't get the vaccination because they have underlying conditions and it could permanently alter their lives in a very detrimental way, meaning their lives are over. But people are now being fired from their jobs and let go because of this. But let's go ahead and take a peek, too, on how America is for the vaccinated, because, well, maybe it's just the unvaccinated. It's just a couple of people who are going to have to sacrifice. I don't know about that. Eli Klein on Twitter says, wow, one of the restaurants here in Manhattan's West Village just refused to seat my family from abroad outside because of their foreign vaccines. I wasn't with them, but just went to that restaurant to explain why I won't be eating there again. I avoid vaccine status bigotry. So there you guys go. You guys thought that, oh, well, I'm going to comply and get that vaccination so that I can, you know, get back to normal. America can get, get back to normal. Absolutely not. Restaurants were now refusing to seat people because they have foreign vaccinations. And again, I will reiterate, this was an outside seating area. So you think that life was going to be better for you because you got the vaccination? Well, you'd be wrong. And guess what? Now you're just like the unvaccinated. You're getting masked up. You're getting locked down. Congratulations. You played yourself. And if you think that conservatives are going to come to your rescue, that those strong Republicans are going to say no mask mandates for you, you would be wrong again. Christy Noem, we had so much hope for her. 
said, find another employer if you don't like the vaccine mandates. And I'll read her tweet here. She said, workers whose employers are mandating a vaccine for continued employment have the power to say no. Our robust economy and job market gives them the option to find a new employer that values personal choice and responsibility and doesn't force mandates on their employees. So there you guys go. Businesses and corporations, the real government, the real people who control America now have the ability to fire you and, you know, stop you from paying your bills because you might have an underlying health condition that prevents you from being able to get jabbed. But guess what? Christy Noem says, oh, well, there's a robust market, so you can just go find another job. No big deal for you. Thanks, Christy. Thanks. Another soft Republican. I hate to see it, but there we are. Honestly, we all know that Republicans are just as bad as Democrats. And I will continue to bring up these stories to reiterate that. And speaking of, again, the corporations that actually run America, because a lot of people think it's the government, but no, it's, it's the corporations. Here's a look at the companies that have announced COVID-19 vaccine requirements for at least some of their employees. They include Disney, Walmart, Google, Facebook, BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, Saks Fifth Avenue, The Washington Post, and Lyft. And in my previous stream, I did talk about how as well, Shake Shack will be mandating those COVID passports for customers and employees, so they need to know your vaccination status. Facebook and Netflix as well are going to be asking people, hey, what's your vaccination status if you want to work here? So there's a look at some of the companies that have announced those vaccine requirements. And again, if those are for the employees, I would imagine that those are going to extend to the general public as well. So if you were tired of being harassed about a face mask for the past year and a half, well, guess what? Now it's going to be vaccine cards. Now it's going to be vaccine passports. I'm so, so freaking excited to be a bitch to everyone for the next year and a half as I tell them that it's none of their damn business. And I think that's why I get so triggered at airports, too, because I'm tired of having to be rude to people. I don't like doing it, but guess what? My health is none of your business. My privacy, you don't have rights to it, okay? So if you are asking me questions that impede on my privacy, and if you're asking me questions that go against my privacy and my health, then I'm going to be a little bit rude to you. I try to be kind to as many people as I can. But like I said, I've been feeling so dehumanized for the past year and a half, and I'm getting to my wits end with it, especially with all of these statistics of suicides in children that I'm seeing because of these lockdowns and the fact that I'm now hearing from many credible sources that lockdown number two is on their way. Everyone that is watching right now, I would highly suggest you go stock up on that toilet paper and some food because we remember what happened last year. Everyone panicked, bought everything up, and our shelves were empty, okay? It was our test run for socialism, and it's probably coming back again. And also, just to reiterate, too, uh, what our media thinks of those who don't want to get vaccinated, and honestly, anyone at this point, because what's to differentiate the vaccinated from the unvaccinated, really? Uh, let's go ahead and listen into CNN real quick. Don't get the vaccine, you can't go to the supermarket. Don't have the vaccine, you don't show it, can't go to the ball game. Don't have the vaccine, can't go to work. You don't have the vaccine, can't come here, no shirt, no shoes. No service. That's why I think we should be right now, because we continue to waste our breath on people who are just not going to change. They're, you know, the circular logic. They just keep going back and saying, well, it's my freedom. It's whatever. I'm don't get the back. Oh, it's my freedom. It's whatever. Yeah, it's just it's just, you know, 
your freedom or it's just your 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 life. Uh, again, just like the drummer of Offspring who said that he previously suffered from Julian Bray syndrome and if he got the COVID vaccine, he could die from it. Yeah, well, it's just your freedoms. It's just your life. I mean, no big deal. Like Some of you may die, but that's a risk I'm willing to take. I love it when people use that Lord Far Farquaad meme uh, because that's essentially CNN and our entire government and big corporations right now. From the AP yesterday, U.S. employers ratchet up the pressure on the unvaccinated. Yes, we have reached a point where it's either get jabbed or lose your job. And like I said, if you think that those Republicans are going to come in and save you, well, I guess Texas and Florida have done an okay job of trying to push back against this, but we're still not free. Going into this article, employers are losing patience with unvaccinated workers. For months, most employers relied on information campaigns, bonuses, and other incentives to encourage their workforces to get the COVID-19 shot. Now a growing number are imposing rules to make it more honor onerous? Honor you guys know I can't pronounce words, whatever, for employees to refuse. They're basically going to make it very difficult for employees to refuse uh, from outright mandates to requiring the unvaccinated to undergo regular testing. So those are going to be your two choices. You either get vaccinated or you get nose raped every single week to prove that you're not vaccinated. Um, among employers getting tougher are the federal government, the state governments of California and New York, tech giants, Google and Facebook, the Walt Disney Company and the NFL. Some hospitals, universities, restaurants, bars and other entertainment venues have also started, again, requiring those vaccines. But it's not just the businesses. We also have the media. This is from LA Times. Their editorial reads, bring on the crackdown. The unvaccinated must be held accountable. And whoo, I'm going to try not to get heated reading this, but let's read this absolutely ridiculous paragraph. <sighs> okay, so it says, the Delta variant is spreading rapidly in California nationwide, but happily, so are crackdowns by public and private employers aimed at limiting the ability of their unvaccinated workers to infect others with COVID-19. Now, this is my, oh, wait, hang on. I got to keep going, guys. On Thursday, President Biden said civilian federal workers and on-site contractors too would need to receive the COVID-19 vaccination or submit to regular testing. And then this writer goes on to say, hooray, it's time these stubbornly unvaccinated are held to account for their part in the resurgence of COVID-19. Now, this paragraph right here is a real kicker. It says the new COVID-19 rules prompted a predictable backlash from those who insist the Constitution gives them the freedom to infect others. I'm sorry, but I'm pretty sure that in California, you actually can infect others with HIV uh, knowingly. And, and, and that's a freedom you know, in California, but let's just go ahead and overlook that. That's not, that's not a big deal. It says we have little patience with the knee jerk naysayers who label every new pandemic policy, a governmental overreach. What exactly would the government gain by asking people to put cloth over their faces to save their own lives? In what bizarro world is it an abuse of power to give people the choice of taking a free life-saving medication or doing preventative testing to prove they aren't infectious? Come on guys. We're just trying to save everyone. It's for the greater good. Let me just break this down with quick for you. So let's just start off with the, this new pandemic policy isn't a governmental overreach. Really? So is that why you're forcing people to give out their private health information in order to keep their jobs? That's not governmental overreach. Or you're allowing private businesses to say, hey, sorry, you can't shop here unless you tell me your personal and private information. That's not a governmental overreach. Oh, yeah, you're a small business and you want to stay open so you can pay your bills and your employees can actually, you know, afford to live. No, we're going to lock you down for that. 
Sorry, you can't make money anymore. The government owns you. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's not government overreach at all. And, uh, you know, asking people to put a cloth over their faces to save their own lives. Yes, because masks are so effective. And we've seen so many studies of how just that little piece of cloth can save your freaking life, guys. So also by that same mentality, why would you get vaccinated if you could just wear a face mask for the rest of your life and it's just going to save you? Hmm. Interesting question there. Also, um, it's an abuse of power to give people the choice of taking free life-saving medication life-saving again going back to the uh drummer of offspring who just got fired and said that if he takes his vaccination he could potentially die from it yeah life-saving probably not the word that i would have used but that's my own personal opinion and finally doing preventative testing to prove they aren't infectious you want me to prove i'm not infectious excuse me when as a society are we going to start making people prove that they don't have AIDS before they go have sex with other gay men in California? No, we're not going to do that. Not going to do that. Just for COVID. Just for COVID. Okay. Gotcha. If you think the LA Times is bad, it, it keeps getting worse. This is also from the New York Times. In opinion, health insurers in the U.S. could do more to encourage vaccination, including penalizing the unvaccinated. Dr. Elizabeth Rosenthal and Glenn Kremen wrote in a guest essay, and they said health insurers could do more to encourage vaccination, including letting the unvaccinated foot their bills. So guess what, guys? The media is now suggesting that, hey, if you're not vaccinated, your health insurance should be exponentially higher than it already is now because you didn't want to get an experimental non-FDA approved vaccination. So there you guys go. Amazing. On top of that, we also have the Louisiana governor reinstating statewide mask mandates. And I chose this lovely tweet from Lance, who's obviously gay, as we can see by the little rainbow flag right next to his name. And it says, thank you. And I chose this tweet thread because I just want to explain to you guys who the average liberal in America is. And it said, I, and these are some of the responses. Okay. Believes in science now, better late than never. It's never going to happen in Florida. We have a governor who's busy chasing poll numbers and pretends it doesn't even exist, as it should be, even when vaccinated. This is far from over. There are those who are waiting, still waiting for it to miraculously disappear. Whoa, I wish that would happen in Arkansas. I don't ever see it happening with our current legislation. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> yeah, those are the average Americans. And, um... They, they literally have such a kink for being dominated and locked down that they beg for it. They want that face mask all day, every day. They want to breathe in their own CO2 all day, every day. They want the government to lock them down harder. Me and Elijah and Sidney Watson did an episode called Govern Me Harder, Daddy. They did a really great job of laying it out. But that's exactly what these people want. They want to be dominated by the government. They want to be saved by the government. The same government telling you that you can get, you know, free fast food if you get your vaccination. Also, 78% of COVID hospitalizations were obese. But okay, nobody cares about that. So on top of all of this going on as well, uh, because, you know, the vaccine passport wasn't enough, a lot of people were speculating that COVID was very political. And, and why would we say that? Well, maybe because due to the new Delta variant in California, they will now be mailing out ballots for that recall election. Now, we thought that, you know, Californians had a good chance to get Gavin Newsom out with this recall election. They fought hard. They got over a million signatures on this recall petition because they don't like Gavin Newsom. And Gavin Newsom as well will not be allowed to have a D next to his name. Very important because we know a lot of people are extremely uninformed in this country and will literally just say R D. 
that's who I'm going to vote for based on the little the little letter right there. So Gavin Newsom won't have the D next to his name. He knew how important this was, and he's been pushing back very hard against this recall election. Well, guess what? The Delta variant is now making it to where every single ballot will be mailed in for this recall election. Sounds very 2020 election-esque, don't you think? Hmm. Good thing that mail-in voting is so safe and effective. Right, guys? Right, guys? Yeah. Amazing. I, uh, ah, man. It just, the politicians in this country are really, really good at using this to their advantage. And we see it time and time again. Mail-in ballots for the recall election. I'm going to take a wild guess and say that Gavin Newsom is not going to get recalled. I don't know how I know that, but just just a hunch I have. Let's check in on how other politicians are handling the second lockdown that they're now putting their cities into, specifically Democrat-run, of course. We've got Mediate who says Obama is planning a 60th birthday party in Martha's Vineyard with nearly 500 guests. Um, updated headlines now read 700 guests, uh, raising eyebrows as the Delta variant spread. Well, it's Obama's birthday. Of course, he needs 700 guests at his birthday party. And also, if you're rich and you're an elitist, if you're a politician, you can't get COVID. Duh. I mean, that's just science. Exclusive, not 24 hours into the indoor mask mandate she imposed on D.C., Muriel Bowser officiated an indoor wedding in Adams Morgan and stayed to, uh, you know, hang out with hundreds of fellow maskless guests. So, yep, you do now have that indoor mask mandate going on in D.C. for everybody but Muriel Bowser. Of course, of course. And then, of course, we um, have these old pictures of Gavin Newsom at Laundrette in California, where he said he was just, you know, trying to celebrate for his friend's birthday. Um, we also have another mayor admitting to breaking health rules and apologizing after, uh, you know, an NBC Bay Area report regarding like COVID numbers. And uh, someone just put this compilation together of, uh, again, all of these hypocritical politicians. I wanted to focus more in on those first two because they're more relevant. The Obama birthday party, Mario Bowser officiating weddings. Uh, we have Piers Morgan coming forward and blasting Obama for his birthday bash. He's saying it's shameful and selfish and incredibly reckless. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's not incredibly reckless. Let's stop using this type of rhetoric because nobody... I'm trying to be careful what I say here because I want to be editorially correct and, you know, a little bit journalistic with what I say here. But I would just say that we should mirror how the politicians and the billionaires in this country are viewing COVID and how they're handling it. Maybe we should just start mirroring them because they must know something that we don't if they're not that afraid to gather in mass. I don't know. So again, uh, we have the Washington Examiner, that headline right there, D.C. Mayor Bowser officiates that maskless indoor wedding after reinstating that indoor mask mandate. And um, I think we also had Lori Lightfoot this past weekend as well, attending Lollapalooza, which was packed to the brim with people outdoors. And they had their, um, I think you either had to get tested for COVID-19 or you had to show a passport, a vaccine passport to show your vaccination status to get into Lollapalooza. But there was... Thousands and thousands of people there. They were packed to the brim like sardines at this huge concert. Uh, Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot made sure to wait, you know, to institute any mandates until after Lollapalooza was over. Very interesting timing on that front. Now, I want to talk to you about where the economy is going and where we are headed. 
because many people are speculating that, again, we are going to be going into a second lockdown. Uh, people are also speculating that they're planning to crash the stock market. Honestly, I pulled out of the stock market completely because it's manipulated all the time anyway. I honestly feel like the stock market is just for the suits to make millions of dollars off of the American public who invest their money into the stock market. And then all of the Wall Street investors pull their money out when they start making money, stocks crash, and then it's the American people who have to foot that bill. That's pretty much how the stock market works. It's very, very rigged. But people are speculating they're going to be crashing the stock market. And uh, we know that probably because of the rumors of second lockdown, because of all of these infrastructure and COVID stimulus bills that have been passed. Our economy is in complete shambles. And um, I'm going to be touching on the infrastructure bill too here in a, in a couple of uh, articles. Because there's something new added to that infrastructure bill that you guys are going to want to know about. It's pretty crazy. But getting back to you know what we're talking about right now, which is the vaccinations, Ben Shapiro tweeted this out yesterday. Here are your choices. One, get vaxxed, probably, probably avoid COVID altogether. And if you do get it, get mildly ill and almost certainly avoid death. Or two, don't get vaxxed, likely get COVID, most likely get somewhat ill, but retain a far higher chance of death than the vaxxed. Now, Ben Shapiro, I would like to point something out to you. You, oh my goodness, you man who influences millions of people and has such bad takes but retain a far higher chance of death than the vax. What is that chance of death again? Oh, it's over 99% if you have no underlying health conditions. So you're telling me that the vaxxed have an over 99% chance of survival and the unvaxxed also have a 99% chance of survival if they have no underlying health conditions. So show me again the, the difference between option one and option two outside of me not having to inject myself with an experimental vaccine that actually potentially could kill me and has killed people. So I think that's the difference, Ben, is that you're in injecting yourself in option one with an experimental vaccine that has permanently altered children's lives because they've reacted so badly from it. They've had myocarditis, heart attack-like symptoms in boys age 12 to 17. You don't want to talk about that, Ben? No, you don't. Because you... I'm not even going to speculate why Ben Shapiro pushes the vaccine so hard. He can do him. He can have his own opinions. But I would love to say, in my own opinion, he's wrong. What other type of rhetoric are we seeing from vaccine pushers? Among 165 million Americans who have been vaccinated, 99.9% .9 have not tested positive, 0.004% have been hospitalized, and 0.001% have died. You want these odds? Get the vax. To which I would ask, then why are the vaccinated being put into lockdown? Why are the vaccinated being forced to mask up again? And why are the vaccinated living in fears with these statistics? I don't know. You uh, you. Somebody answer me in the chat because I don't freaking know. And two, we have all of these pro-vaxxers telling us, if you get vaccinated, you're going to survive. You're going to be good. You probably won't get sick. Well, Lindsey Graham, you know, good old Lindsey Graham, who's vaccinated. He tested positive for COVID and he's quarantined. He's going to be quarantined for the next 10 days. Even though we have all these, you know, people, Joe Biden now is paying social media influencers as well. Twitch streamers, Instagrammers, TikTokers to start pushing the vaccination on kids, on the teenagers who, again, as I talked to you guys about too, in a John Hopkins study, 48,000 children surveyed with no underlying health conditions, 0% mortality rate. None of them died. But yeah, we're going to be pushing that on children now. And we have people like Ben Shapiro pushing this on us, telling us it's safe and that it's going to stop you from, you know, 
getting getting infected. You'll get a little bit sick. No big deal. Really. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Then why did Lindsey Graham get sick? Why is it that I'm seeing so many vaccinated people getting sick? It's pretty weird. Again, I'm unvaccinated. I've been traveling all over America. Y'all know I don't wear a damn face mask. I, I haven't gotten sick. I don't know if I'm a rare case. I don't know if I'm an anomaly. And again, too, I have gotten a COVID test because I got my tonsils removed last year. And my nurse was shocked because she said I didn't even have the antibodies. And I was like, wow, I guess it's not as infectious as y'all have been leading people to believe. Hmm, I don't know. That's just my speculation. I really like Mike Cernovich's take on this, too, and his thought process in this. He says, in a major pandemic, you don't need to follow the news to see who's dying. It would be happening to family, friends. Everyone would have a story. Instead, we get scary antidotes. That when you look behind story, you see a moron, idly obese, otherwise healthy person. So there you guys go. I really enjoyed that thought because it's absolutely true. And also, how are the homeless still alive? The homeless weren't masking up. The homeless literally live in filth in their own feces. And they did throughout the whole entire pandemic. They're not dead in the streets. Can someone explain that to me? I don't know. Now, getting back to that infrastructure bill that is, you know, doing wonders for our economy once it gets passed, one trillion dollar bill, you know, on top of the already uh, trillions of dollars that we passed in these COVID stimulus packages. Zero Hedge puts this out today. Infrastructure bill mandates that drunk driver detectors should be put in new cars. The $1 trillion infrastructure bill, a bipartisan 2,700 page bill that has been locked in negotiations for months will mandate all new vehicles must have the technology to detect drunk drivers and alert systems to check back seats before turning off the vehicle. Now, sensors embedded within the vehicle's cabin will track the driver's eye movement and monitor signs of being distracted, impaired, or tired. Bloomberg notes this technology is similar to ones that police officers use when pulling over suspected drunk drivers. And this is in our next infrastructure bill because now mandating that there's drunk driving detectors in new cars is infrastructure. And this is, again, this is government overreach right here because going back into what these sensors will look for, being distracted. So guess what? You're not going to be able to be on your phone anymore if you're driving, being impaired or being tired. So if you get a little bit tired, you know, you're, you're blinking a little slow, but you're fine. You're still driving. Now your car is going to just stop. It's just not going to work for you anymore. No big deal. This is government overreach right here. And to all the people who are saying, well, drunk driving is really bad. And actually like we should be implementing this because people shouldn't be drunk driving. That's, that's not about drunk driving. They put the drunk driving in there to try to make it seem less scary. No, this is really about monitoring everything that you're doing in your car, stopping your vehicle from going anywhere or leaving if you are, you know, a little bit too tired that day. This isn't about making people safer. It's about government overreach and it's about taking away your damn right to drive. Good Lord. Good freaking Lord, people. Oh my gosh. Like what the hell? And this is in our infrastructure bill that's going to be passed for a trillion dollars. Give me a freaking break. I'm not going to be buying new cars, I guess, because this is now being negotiated in this new bill that new cars are now going to be mandated to get these sensors. And again, too, a lot of these sensors, a lot of this new technology can probably be hacked. So I would say, too, oh, the government. Wow. Uh, yeah, Subaru license plate number, JSAT, JSAT, like W475. Uh, yeah, he didn't get vaccinated. Can you uh, just activate those sensors? Let us know where he is in America so we can just go scoop him up, take him to his local doctor and force vaccinate him. Thank you very much. I don't know. That's just a conspiracy theory, though. The government would never do that to us, ever. Going back to those infrastructure bills and just the complete shit show that is our economy. Sorry, mom and dad, if you're watching. I don't like to curse, but that was the only applicable word. 
John Katz points out Elon Musk is the third richest man in the world worth about $180 billion. That's a lot of zeros, guys. Yet you need 10 of him to pay for the last COVID relief package. We simply cannot afford another shutdown. 10 Elon Musks worth $180 billion. We need 10 of him to pay for the last COVID relief package. And again, that's not in addition to that new $1 trillion infrastructure bill. Amazing. Now, it's not all bad, guys. My good friend, Chrissy Mir, who is a comedian, announced today that in light of de Blasio's announced mandates, she will not be performing at any New York City venue that requires vaccination for entry. She says she will not be participating in segregation by vaccination status. And whether you're vaccinated or not, she encourages you to stand together. And she's encouraging other performers to stand together as well. I love to see it, Eric. Eric Clapton did something similar after he had a very bad reaction to the AstraZeneca vaccine. And then he said, hey, I'm not going to work at venues. I'm not going to work with venues who are requiring vaccination. So this right here is the example of the two Americas that are being created right now. The America for the vaccinated who want to live in fear for the rest of their lives, who want to live in the what ifs for the rest of their lives. And then the America for Americans who actually care about freedom, who actually care about their rights and don't want to live under government overreach and corporation rule all the time. So that's what's going on here in America. Now let's go ahead and go overseas and check out what's happening internationally. Unfortunately, I wish I could be bringing you guys better news, but it's not good. We're going to be starting off with the fact that Sky News Australia has been suspended for a week from YouTube for allegedly spreading coronavirus information. And of course, the suspension comes at the most opportune time because what's going on in Australia right now is absolutely insane. But before we get into those videos, I do want to play a quick video for you guys as well about fact checkers, because on top of, uh, you know, YouTube giving Sky News this suspension, we all know that all of these big tech companies work in collusion. They all have their fact checkers. They all have their young, uh, you know, college interns who are tasked with destroying people's entire careers and kicking them off the internet. Well, a new report came out today, and it's been discovered that Facebook's COVID vaccine fact checkers are actually funded by vaccine companies. Huh. Let's let's give this a quick listen. May not be so independent after all. A U.S. congressman has questioned the impartiality of factcheck.org, which is supposed to tackle vaccine disinformation because it's indirectly funded by jab manufacturer Johnson & Johnson. Who pays the paychecks of the fact-checkers? The vaccine fact-checkers at factcheck.org who claim to be independent, are funded by an organization that holds over $1.8 billion of stocks in a vaccine company and is run by a former director of the Centers for Disease Control. So there you guys go. There are the fact checkers who are tasked with fact checking vaccine misinformation and COVID misinformation. They're this, it's a CDC director who has money 180 million, did it say there, in the stock market? Really interesting, in the vaccination stock market specifically. Really interesting how that all works, huh? It's very much like a you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours type of thing, right? I don't know, maybe I'm the only one that sees that. I have no idea. Now, again, Sky News being banned from YouTube for the week comes at the most opportune time as Australia is now sending their army in to enforce its zero COVID lockdown. Now, in this video, I'm not going to play it because this man is cursing a lot. He's outside with some fellow Australians and over the airplane, it 
officials are saying, we are coming to find you. And they are sending soldiers and police that are patrolling Sydney with helicopters and blaring sirens telling people to leave, go back inside, or they're going to get fined. Um, again, this is from the Daily Mail. Australia uses helicopters and the army to enforce its zero COVID lockdown as thousands of police flood Sydney to enforce the rules and hand out $500 no mask fines with just 17% of adults vaccinated. So that's what's currently going on in Australia. And I wish I could, you know, give you better news in regards to that. But nope, this came from Australia's um, health ministry over there. The bottom third of this news broadcast reads coronavirus update. Parents need to keep distance from their children. So there you guys go. In Sydney, helicopters are screaming at people that they're going to find them and that they need to go back inside and disperse. And the media is telling them to keep distance from their children. On top of that, this comes from Rebel News, unvaccinated Aussies could be banned from public places by the end of the year. And um, these are quotes from their government. This is from their prime minister that says, the law basically doesn't allow um, to ask for a person's private medical vaccination status. So he said, unless there's a public health order, just like it wouldn't allow someone to be stopped from going to a venue, that's my advice, but state governments can put those in place. Phase B of the plan is all about ensuring that those who have been vaccinated do get exempted from restrictions. He goes on to say, there have always been exemptions for any vaccine on medical grounds, but that should be the only basis. I mean, we're talking about a pandemic that has destroyed, you know, the global economy. No, the government destroyed the global economy, not this pandemic. But he basically, again, goes on to say this, the law doesn't allow for it, so it has to be a public health order. And they are planning it in phase B of their plan to make sure that those who are not vaccinated are really locked down and restricted. Now, unfortunately, in Berlin this past weekend, um, well, fortunately, there were anti-lockdown protests, but unfortunately, they ended very badly for people over there. Let me go ahead and just play you some footage of what happened in Berlin this past weekend. Um, here, let me just play this with the sound up and you guys can just watch this clip. It's so sad to see this man just gets body slammed by police because they're at this protest against what I would imagine are vaccine mandates or just straight up lockdown. But it gets even worse than that as well. On top of that, um, there was also a little child who was beat down brutally as well. He's trying to help his mom who's getting arrested by police and the police just push him away as they're arresting his mother. So these were the scenes from Berlin, Germany this past weekend. Absolutely heartbreaking to see this young child beat down by a Berlin cop for trying to protect his mother from arrest. That is happening in Germany. That's what happened this past weekend. So Australia, not looking too good. Germany, they're locking down. In Pakistan, millions of people were threatened with their cell phones to be cut off, with their SIM cards to be deactivated if they did not get the COVID uh, vaccine. And in response to that, there was a huge line of people um, lining up to get vaccinated in Pakistan after that, governor, that government decision to block the phone SIM cards for the unvaccinated. And you guys can see that video there. So that's what's going on in Australia, in Germany, in Pakistan, and also in the Philippines. Their president, Duterte, said that you can choose either the COVID vaccine or you can choose to be jailed. That was his exact quote. You choose COVID vaccine or I will have you jailed. So just some international news of what's going on on that front and how people are trying to push back. Very sad to see. Uh, I wanted to do 
a news blitz and, and I will, let's go ahead and just do it really quickly. Last 10 minutes of the show, we'll do a quick news blitz because also some crazy stories that are going on that are outside of COVID. Uh, the American Medical Association on Monday said that sex should be removed as a legal designation on the public part of birth certificates. So just more erosion of our entire culture here in America. That isn't even a culture thing. That's a scientific thing. They're trying to take sex off of birth certificates because they want us to be raising babies. They want us our, to be allowing our children to choose their gender. And they want to keep the kids confused. And they want us in this absolute state of insanity. So that is from the American Medical Association. Yeah, those are the governing bodies of health and science in America. Let's take sex off of birth certificates. Okay, what else do we got? Uh, Getter CEO, Getter, new social media platform, very similar to Twitter. I actually really like it much more than Gavin Parley because it actually works. I'm on Getter as well now at Sav Says. You guys can go follow me over there. Uh, but apparently the media is now attacking Getter as an ISIS hotbed. And uh, as Elijah Schaefer points out, any social media they don't control is a hotbed for ISIS, 100%. Every single social media like Gab, Parlor. Remember, they shut down Parlor completely. Uh, Gab, they were saying, was anti-Semitic, that there was white supremacists, there was Nazi symbolism all over. The media attacks any of these uh, social media companies that are actually trying to advocate for freedom of speech. And now apparently Getter, the newest one, is an ISIS hotbed. Breitbart came out with this. Kamala Harris is the least popular vice president in modern history. Surprise, surprise. I, I stumbled upon one of my old tweets and it said, I would rather swallow glass than listen to Kamala Harris pretend to be relatable for the next four years. So I guess I'm swallowing glass because, you know, and I, I would swallow glass to never have to hear Kamala Harris's just, just awful Ugh, screech of a cackle ever again. But apparently she's the least popular vice president in modern history. Color me shocked. Color me shocked. Melissa Chen points out that the U.S. has become so polarized beyond belief, and she is talking about the Olympics, and she circles some Facebook posts. This one is from Fox News specifically that reads, Gold slips away. U.S. women's soccer team loses semifinal match after shaky Olympics run, and it has 34K upvotes, hearts, and laughing emojis on there. And uh, Melissa Chen says, around the world, sports and footballs in particular have the ability to unite entire nations. But today, many Americans are actually happy to see the U.S. women's soccer team lose out on a gold medal with a sign of the times. And again, too, I was the same way. I have been celebrating. I believe that um, the U.S. women's soccer team, yep, they lost to Canada as well in their semifinal. And of course, Megan Rapinoe, everyone's just laughing in her face. And it's like, well, maybe if you actually uh, spent time practicing your sport, you wouldn't be such a loser. But you guys know I like to end the show on a positive note and we are going to end it on a positive note specifically in regards to an olympic athlete that should be one thousand percent celebrated for her love of america not all of these olympic athletes the american ones specifically are these self-righteous liberals who think that the world owes them everything uh this is an olympic athlete who won gold for america this is what she had to say about our country that all the practice that the hell that my freaking coaches put me through pays off and every single time it does and I get better and better and it's so weird that there is no cap to the limit that I can do and I'm I'm excited to see what what I have next last question for you that American flag around your shoulders looks pretty good how does that feel to represent your country like this it feels amazing I love representing the U.S. I freaking love living there. I love it. And I'm so happy I get to represent U.S.A. Yes, girl, you go. Go 
Oh, but congratulations. Enjoy that. I freaking love it. Oh my gosh, my microphone just popped off of my desk. I love when that happens mid-show. Ah, damn it. Okay, I'm just going to have to hold my microphone up for the rest of the show, but that's fine because I'm finished anyways, guys. Um, I don't remember the name of this Olympic athlete. I should. Let me see if it's here in this tweet, actually, because I would love to shout her out. Her name is... Ugh, I should have had it up, guys. My apologies. My apologies. Um, but anyways, I actually love to see and we need to start celebrating the Olympic athletes who actually care about our country. Absolutely amazing. All right, guys, since my mic decided to pop off of the stand, that's all for this episode of Rapid Fire. Again, my name is Savannah Hernandez, your host. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Remember, you guys can go find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Podbean. Please go leave me a five-star review. Remember to like this video as well. Please share. And um, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in.